0: what is it we're putting out in the world, through our thoughts, through our behavior, through our addictions, or whatever it is that we go to, you can actually absolutely change those things into the direction that you want. And it all starts with intention.
1: When you live with intention, you actually open yourself up to be able to increase your capacity in all the areas that you're questioning.
0: Goals say, I have to do it. I can't believe I haven't achieved this yet. And they create a sense of pressure and guilt and diminish our inspiration. Intention, on the other hand, is a completely different energy. It's a different force. Intention is more about being, as we said, than doing.
1: There are blessings that are looking for me, blessings that are looking for you and for everyone of our listeners. But if you're not living with curiosity and with intention, it won't find you.
0: Welcome to Spiritually Hungry, episode 32. How are you?
1: Amazing, very excited.
0: why did that make you laugh? Because I've seen you all day.
1: Yeah, no. Also, you don't usually ask me how I'm doing. I,
0: I always ask you how you're doing. <laughs> Not usually on... uh Podcast. Exactly. So you're doing well?
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazingly well.
0: I'm doing well too. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> um. So I'm very excited about today's episode, as I always am. Um, We are going to talk about the power of your intentions, but before we go there, I want to I want to call it something else for now. <laughs> and that is mindfulness, because I think that's become a buzzword that people use a lot today. And there are all kinds of ways that are suggested on how to be mindful. And um, it can be used to describe everything from meditation, to healthy eating, to yoga. But what does it really mean to be mindful? I always like to look up in the dictionary first. Because I think those definitions are interesting. So Merriam-Webster defines mindfulness as the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. While no doubt that's accurate, I think the definition's a bit vague. So let's take it a step beyond simple awareness. To me, mindfulness, like intentions, encapsulates experiencing each moment of our lives fully and as a result making choices that are positive, purposeful, and not fear-based. And I think that everybody would want to live that way, right, if we think about it. And Intellectually, we all understand the benefits of being mindful, but then why, at the end of a long day, do we go and stay on Instagram for too long, or grab an extra cookie, or whatever it is in terms of behavior?
1: By the way, I know it is an extra cookie. Maybe it is a cookie you want more. <laughs> 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 but always the extra cookie.
0: <laughs> um, what are you saying? You always eat the extra cookie?
1: No, I'm saying I know every time I take a few cookies, you're always like, you know, so you don't you don't really want those two, but well, maybe because I really you, want you the took, extra cookie. No, because it's no. It's extra cookie. It's no. actually
0: the, cookie, the next cookie that I really want. No, sweetie, if, I don't want to embarrass you, but you brought it up. <laughs> it's okay, You'll me. take five cookies before you've five. tasted the first. So I say, how do you know you want all five? <laughs> Why not eat one and then see how you feel?
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just really know <laughs> intentionally and mindfully. <laughs> I need, that's
0: cooking. Okay, Han. Um So some people though do judge themselves when they take one too many cookies. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> never done that. And then you might feel shame, but you can't shame your way into being mindful. So instead I think this is an invitation to examine the moments when you check out, you do these kinds of behaviors and see how you could approach it differently. So From a purely evolutionary standpoint, I really like this idea. Our primal brain experiences a pattern described as trigger, behavior, reward. Are you familiar with that? No. So our ancestors who lived on the vast plains of the Serengeti would feel hunger. That would be the trigger. They'd hunt for food and eventually find it. That would be behavior. And then they would not only be satiated, but would now know where food could be found, and that would be the reward. So this same process is still at work for us today, although we're not living in that way. We don't have to where are they again? Trigger, behavior, reward. Trigger. So, because we aren't fighting for our literal survival with every meal, it's still overworking us into unhealthy habits and addictions. So, I bring this up because I think this is one tool we could start with that's really powerful. And I actually had a conversation with somebody today. Um, I saw him. Uh, I bumped into him last night, and he's about to get married in a few weeks. And he was smoking a cigarette, and I, I didn't, I never saw him smoke before. So I was like, Oh, still smoking. That's interesting. I'm like, you know, is that something you want to do? He's like, no, no, I'm going to quit before my wedding. It's in two weeks. I'm like, well, why doesn't this just be your last cigarette then? You know, why wait another two weeks? So this morning, I I emailed him and I said, how's day one? And he wrote back. He's like, well, I already I already gave in. I had one, <laughs> so I couldn't resist. So I sent him a whole email that you can restart your day. Why don't you quit again now? It's like noon, so you know, try again. So I have to check with him this evening. So I'm not sure how the rest of the day went, but I shared this study with him and I, I shared some other things. Um, But I think this is really profound in terms of getting our our minds into a state of really being mindful, but also living with intention in any area. And this, I think quitting something like smoking, right, something that is very addictive, I think is a great example. So psychiatrist Judson Brewer has studied the mechanism of habit development and discovered a very simple yet profoundly deep tactic that's helped his patients quit everything from smoking to overeating. And that is getting curious. So... This is what um, he said. In my lab, we studied whether mindfulness training could help people quit smoking. Now that they could try to force themselves to quit smoking, and the majority of them had tried this before and failed. On, they
1: tried forcing.
0: Yes. On average, six times. With mindfulness training, we dropped the bit about forcing and instead focusing on being curious. And in fact, we even told them to smoke. Yeah. We said, go ahead and smoke. Just be really curious about what it feels like when you do. And what did they notice? Well, here is an example from one of our smokers. She said, mindful smoking smells like stinky cheese and tastes like chemicals. Yuck. <laughs> he goes on to describe... one of the smokers. Yeah. That. How the participant knew cognitively that smoking was bad for her, of course. She did it because she was, it was an active part of the study that would help her quit. But what curiosity offered her was not just knowledge, but wisdom. Getting curious about smoking helped her be aware of how unpleasant it actually is, and instead of just understanding it was bad, she now knew and felt it in her body that it was bad. From there, she became increasingly disenchanted with the behavior until the desire to smoke was gone entirely. Interesting. So I think when it comes to intention, if we are able to redirect our consciousness, right, and decide how we want to, and really get curious, right, about what is it we are putting out in the world, through our thoughts, through our behavior, through our addictions, or whatever it is that we go to, you can actually absolutely change those things into the direction that you want. And it all starts with intention.
1: I think that's a very, I mean, that's fascinating and interesting. I like that word, right? I mean, unfortunately, and,
0: intention, not mindful. I think.
1: Well, I like all three, but I was actually talking about the word curious. Uh, curious, yeah. Because, you know, you do meet a lot of people who are just not curious. It's crazy, right? You go through life, successful, not successful, you know, different kinds of people. It's not often you find, and one of the things that I try to be, just in all things, is is curious about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is, if you're curious about everything, everything really will will both entertain you and give you some sort of learning or teaching. But
0: I think most people accept things as like fact, or this is how it has yeah, to be. Yeah, or even
1: I think you know the, the, that concept of the unexamined life. I think unfortunately, most people, and even each one of us, at times. Are just you know hurtling through life, not really asking the question, what am I? Why am I doing this? And what is my intention? Even if it's a good thing, right? We wake up in the morning. I wake up in the morning. I I, I do important things. I would like to think, you know, I, I I pray in the morning. I have my meditation. I have my study. I I I speak with people. I teach people. I write. All those are very positive things. But even, it's not just about negative things, right? Even the the important things, the good things that we do. It's very, very important, and, and um, I think we'll get to that. To for to, to be done with intention, and I think that that for me that's that's a new idea. That idea of you know just be curious about everything that you're doing. Everything. Everything. Certainly be curious about your reactions. Certainly be, be curious about the things that aren't necessarily the, the 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 things you want to be doing. I think you will gain a lot of wisdom from that. I think that's a great word. But I think, you know, whether we use the word mindfulness or intention, it's so, so important. So important. Well, it's
0: interesting because when you are curious, you start to ask questions. And when you start to ask questions, your brain starts to look for answers. When it starts to look for answers, you find different solutions, right? It puts you on a path and a direction that you, if not, you're kind of just going to flail through life. I mean, that's the reality. We get distracted, we get busy, we get overwhelmed, we shut down, we start all over again. And unless you're really careful and you really approach your life with curiosity, it is very dangerous. I remember one of the questions I got, I was doing an interview, and I said, what kind of people do you surround yourself with? And I liked the question, actually. And it was a two-part answer. I said, um, well, kind, right, is really important to me, but more than anything, people that are curious, because then you never stop learning, and you never stop growing, and you are very, with intention, with each step you take. And
1: you are probably much less judgmental, right? Because... Uh... Uh, and again, not to take this off a different track, but I think being judgmental is the fact that person's not. I just I see somebody doing something, I judge them for it, or I have an opinion about somebody, I judge them for it, rather than asking the questions. Okay, you know, maybe there's a deeper reason why is he or she doing this. I think it's I, I really like that, and it's interesting as you as you were talking, the other word that came to mind, which I really like, and I think living with intention really will give us the great benefit of is to savor life. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, I think again, there's both sides to this. The things that we do that we don't want to be doing, smoking, overeating, all, important for that as well. But also for all the great things that happen in our lives, our spouses, our children, our important work and successes. You know, and you you speak about this as well, mm-hmm. like to savor success and to savor the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just literally, about a few minutes ago, I was I was downstairs, and I was finishing an afternoon prayer, and, and and I just, the thought came to me, like, everything is great now, right? And and so many times in life, things are really, you know, great, and we don't take the time to savor it. So I think intention is, is has so many benefits, right? It can help us remove ourselves, or, or start diminishing negative things that we do. It will help us understand even the Great things that we do, and also it'll help us. Maybe more, most importantly, savor life. Savor life. Certainly, savor the successes. Which again, I know you you often have not done. You've spoken about this, and in general, just so so many times in life, you know, we we go from one you know high to a, the next low to the next high, rather than savoring the whole process through.
0: Well, it's really in- interesting because um, yeah, I've shared with you it was a big epiphany I had a few years ago in that as soon as I would achieve a goal right away, I was like, hey, what's the next thing? And I never stopped to celebrate. And then I thought, well, wow, that's really not, living in gratitude or appreciation, number one. And also, it's not very much fun. Like where where's the fun in it? Like I just I just achieved something. I really worked hard at like that's pretty awesome. Thank you to the creator. Thank you, life, for giving me this opportunity. So I really even now, because I'm always like, okay, hey, what's next? What's next? Which is great on one hand, right? I'm driven. On the other hand, I I looked at all these things I achieved in the last like six months and I realized that I was really unhappy because I it was just like there was no time to pause. And you yeah,
1: you weren't savoring. I think I, I really like that. I mean, in, in this context, really love that word. And I know for myself, it's something that I really try to push myself to do all the time. And I think for our listeners as well, there's just so much good about every one of our lives right now. Savor it, right? right with With intention, you know, very important.
0: That's why I love eating with People like foodies because <laughs> they really savor every bite, and they're like, "What's that flavor? And what's that spice?" And I'm just like, "And I'm not a foodie, but I, I am learning, right? Like to eat." You're curious. Each, yeah, it's funny too because you know I've been having some teeth uh, challenges. I've heard a tooth challenge, yes. and so when I got the bad news last week, The I, news. I wouldn't call it the bad news. Well, the it was news. something. It was something I did not want to hear, and also yes. I also don't want to participate yeah. in. So I would say it's <laughs> not really great. <laughs> But no, in the scheme of things, it's not that bad. Um, but my, my first. No, I was just saying,
1: <laughs> for me, it's not bad.
0: <laughs> my question to the antidontist, I was like, well, what do you mean we have to do that? I'm like, what if we do PRP on it? What I mean, there must be another way. He's like, I really love the way you're thinking. Because I was like, out of the box, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask a ton of questions and make sure that there's not another way. Or
1: that's what he was saying, but really he was thinking, like, oh my God, I have to deal <laughs> no, with this. No, he liked me. <laughs> I'm sure he
0: did. Um, we did get a question uh, about this, but if you want to get yes. to your next point, yeah, then I'll bring I, it up.
1: I think it's interesting. You know, often we learn a lot about a concept or or a teaching or a piece of wisdom uh, by going back to its root. And
0: Are you making fun of my tooth? No. Oh, there you <laughs> go.
1: The ancient Hebrew word for intention is kavana. Kavana represents that idea that you don't, do anything without having an intention about it and for it. And again, even the important things that you do, whether it's meditation, whether it's prayer, whether it's helping other people, whether it's teaching, always with an intention. And interestingly, one of the things that my father taught me is that the word kavana, even though, it again, literally translated as the, the thought behind something or the intention behind something, it has another meaning. And that meaning is to direct, to direct, so that, when we are living without intention, we are not directing both our energies, but I want to get to what I think is the more important part of it, the energy of what we call the light of the Creator. We call it the universe, whatever, whatever you, you feel comfortable with, but there is, each one of us has, and we have spoken about this in previous podcasts, the need for assistance, for help. I need more wisdom. I need more light. I need more blessings. And, one of the great Italian Kabbalists, the Ramchal, says that if you are not living with intention, which means if you are not being curious, questioning your life, what you are doing, why you are doing it, what is the intention behind what you are doing it, then the light of the Creator will not be asking about you. Mm. If you are not questioning your life, you know, and living with intention, then you are actually not drawing the assistance of the light of the Creator into your actions.
0: That's interesting.
1: And that's why that word kavana or or intention or direction, what we actually do, which I think is so exciting, inspiring, and necessary, why do I need to be questioning or living with intention my role as a father? Because I know that I can't do that on my own. I I try my best, I will put my heart into it, any wisdom, understanding that I have, I will direct it towards my fathering. But I also know that I also need assistance from the light of the Creator, from the universe. And when I am questioning, when I am curious about the way I parent, when I am awakening intention into my actions as a father, then you also get the assistance of the light of the Creator. That's and that's why. And that's why it, 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 the, the the Ramchal in this Italian Kabbalist, he actually says the foundational. The foundation of our lives must be to ascertain in every moment, why am I here? Why am I doing it? And only if you live with that constant question, do you first on your own come to the right places, come to the right decisions, come to the right uh, uh, ways of life. But more importantly, you also then are calling into that The assistance of the light of the Creator, as opposed to a person who could be a great father and doing his or her great parent doing his or her best, but not questioning, not questioning. I think it's such a such a profound. And again, he he points. Well,
0: then, what would be the difference between that parent and somebody who does question? Well,
1: two things. First of all, I do think that when we question and 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 again parenting, for instance, with intention, we are going to less fall to possible pitfalls which again I don't and then maybe we'll touch upon this a little bit later the the other part of this which is so important to understand this world within which we live the physical world it's referred to in the Talmud and ancient text as the world of lies or the world of darkness or the upside down world the pull of life or the the flow of life will will lead us to blindness. So, certainly in the things that we do that are necessarily the best things, but even the things that we do that are the right things, unless we are actively awakening intention, we won't be making the best choices, and more importantly, we won't be drawing in the assistance of the light to the Creator into all aspects of our lives.
0: What I find interesting about this is that what you are saying is, just by being curious, asking questions, right? How can I do this better? How can I see more clearly? How can I parent? And
1: what should my intention be, right? What should my intention be? But you're not even
0: asking the creators, asking the question, right? Right. And then the assistance comes. I think that's what's really interesting is I think that you can find somebody who maybe isn't, they might be mindful. Maybe they're not so spiritual, but they're they're tapped into something. And what you're saying is, just by being curious and approaching, then you're going to get this assistance that you're not even aware of. But then you feel that it's working for you. Absolutely, it's really powerful.
1: Absolutely. And and again, like I said, he you know this ancient Kabbalist says it's really the foundation of life. And it's as an aside. I was I was <laughs> I was with somebody this morning, and um, we were getting into a cab. And as we're getting into yeah, a cab, yeah,
0: I've been cab, thinking about him since you started talking. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: a guy on a bike. Start is riding past us. I don't think I told you this, Mm-mm. and he's honking his horn, right? And the bicycle rider, bicycle, the, the yeah, the bicycle rider. And he was in the wrong, there was no reason we would. It was a
0: New York bicycle rider, it yeah, was course. like honking, honking, yeah, yeah. honking. So the
1: person about. I was with, like, stopped and started saying mm-hmm. to the guy, What's wrong? You know, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? And they got into a slight altercation, ah. so much so that the the bicycle rider actually took out Mace, you know. Are you serious? Yeah, he didn't spray it. He didn't spray it. Anyway, we, what we were get, you doing? Well, I was just watching. I was, <laughs> I was just watching. I was being curious what is about to happen. <laughs>
0: You're being cautious. <laughs> uh,
1: also, so we get in the cab and then I, I ask the person I'm with, I say, you know, why did you do that? He said, you know, gave me an answer. I said, but you know, it's possible that, you know, it would not have gone so well. You know, I just started asking questions, right? And I think, I think that's the, that's the, and I'm just using it as an example so often in life, certainly in our reactivity, right? When we get angry, or when we get sad, or when we get uh, yelled at somebody else, it is not questioning. If we, in this, I, th- I think, again, if you want to be the highest version of yourself, ask yourself as often as possible, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? The good things, the bad things. Why am I doing this? What is my intention? And overall, I think it is so important that we have an intention in life. Right, I think I think that the, the, those three phrases you said. What was it? It Was
0: mindfulness? No, no. The the oh trigger trigger behavior behavior reward
1: reward. I think those three can flow so quickly, one to the next to the next, so. that unless we literally have we have to have you know many of us, especially if you're if you're writing a book, you have a, a plan for it. If you're if you're building a business, usually hopefully you have a plan for it. Many of us. We don't have a plan for our lives. What is and when I say plan for our lives, I don't simply mean okay, how am I going to make money to you know to support my family? How am I going to find my wife or my husband? But me, what am I going to become? Mm-hmm. Am I going to become something, or am I just going to be another person who comes into this world and has a family and has a job and brings in some money and then at some point dies? And I think you know you often speak about this, you know, that each person needs to have a credo.
0: Well, Michael, you have been paying attention. I've been listening. I I've like been listening. I like
1: it. I think, and maybe, and this is something that I would ask is certainly those of our listeners who have not been as conscious of this. It is so important. Again, the Ramchal, the Kabbalist says you should actually take an hour a day to think about this. But if you have never done this, sit down on a Sunday or whenever you, you know when you have an hour free. And really write down who do you want to be? You might not be there. Probably not there today.
0: And what you believe. Because what your you believe thoughts and inform Your intentions, right? Right, It starts
1: with that. Like, it's funny, as I I was thinking about this today, like, this why questioning is so important. Like, you know, if you you asked me, uh, it would probably take much longer than this podcast. If you asked me, you know, what do I want to be? There's many answers to that. But one of the things that I know I want to be is somebody who does good for other people, right? So you could, I could, you know, okay, that's my belief, that's my creed, or whatever you want to call it, that's what I want to be. And then I can live the next 50 years doing that. But there is no question in my mind that if I literally took the time once a week and said, not just am I doing good, am I getting better at it? Am I growing with it? Because it is not just about doing, it is about developing as a, hum, as a human being. So this intentionality in every aspect of our life, you know, I I think I am a relatively good uh, a husband, a relatively good father, but to ask yourself what do you want to be as a father? What is your intention with your children? Do you even have an intention with your children? Well,
0: it's really interesting too because I think that people don't realize that they are living with intention sometimes, and that's even more dangerous. So, for instance, if uh, you make a vow when you're younger, I'm never going to, you know, marry that kind of person, or I'm never going to do X, Y, and Z, and um, and you write these things down, you may call them goals or whatever. And then later in life, you see how your life's unfolded and you don't understand why it's not actually going the way you want it to, right? Because you had a belief system or a, a thought and it set out the trajectory of your life. That's the reality of it. I mean, I know that I was very w- clear about um, what kind of person I wanted to marry and what what I didn't want right very with major intention and it came out it came to be that way um thankfully yeah yes. you're pretty lucky <laughs> um I found a journal a few years ago you know I like to keep journals and I had written a bunch of things I was going to accomplish in like the next five years. This is like a journal from 2010 or something. and I was so impressed and surprised at the time that everything I had intended to do, I actually did do, that I had written down. The only thing that I was off about was the timeline, which usually we are. We always think it is going to take a lot shorter time. It is going to happen very quickly. Uh, with less effort, but they all came to be right. So when I found this list of intentions, I was like, "Wow!" Because once you decide something, your brain now actively goes and creates situations and scenarios to create that for yourself. So we have to be careful both ways, right?
1: Absolutely. And I do, I do want to just again go back to something which, which we said, which I think again is so important. And this is, you know, for us, but certainly for our listeners. You know, stop and ask yourself the question. What is your intention for your life, and 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 be very clear about the fact that if you if you've never asked yourself that question, you know not not and
0: don't be vague either, right? right. And also you say I want to be happy,
1: right? Right. Nor nor be specific about certain goals like I want to be successful in business or I want to be I want to find my soulmate. Those are all very important goals, but that's not the answer to who do I want to be? Do I want to be a giving person? Do I want to be somebody who has no fear? You know, whatever that 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 list is, or it could be two or three things. And then make sure that you're checking in with yourself. And then I would take that even further every day when you wake up. What do I want to do today? Yes, I'm going to be, you know, spending time with my wife, I'm going to be spending time with my kids, I'm going to be spending time at work, but what do you want to do today? And and you will find, and sometimes it's not always easy to to answer these questions specifically, but keep being curious about yourself about what you are doing, why you are doing it. Sometimes the answer will be clear, and sometimes the answer will not be clear. But one thing is for sure. You know, it's like, uh, what it is like was in Alice in Wonderland. If you do not know where you are going, every road will get you there. And I think too often in life, we are not intentional enough in, in telling ourselves, and asking ourselves, and answering the question: Is who do I want to be? And in all areas of my life, what is my intention?
0: Even how do you want to see the world, right? I mean, we, you can have an experience in one day, traffic jam, you're frustrated, or you can choose to listen to a podcast in that moment. Or, you know, you can go to the dentist and get news about, you know, fixing something from 25 years ago. And it's all in your intention. Your It, it indicates how you think and how you, you view things. So if your intention is to only see things as positive in this life, right? every experience that happens, every situation that comes to you, you have now set out a mandate for yourself, and you can fulfill that. So that means that anything that is thrown your way, you are now directing your response, and where your life will go from there.
1: Yeah, and if I can, do you want to say? No, no, go okay. ahead. There is a deeper level to this as well, which I think and I think is so important for us and for our listeners. We said before that when we start living with intention, we start being curious about ourselves. Why am I alive? Why am I doing this? Why am I a father? What is my intention? That we actually begin to get assistance from the light of the Creator. Because when we start asking questions, then the the light of the Creator starts asking questions and, and helping. And the reason that's so important is because... You know, there's a concept of, of capacity. You know, if I, I, I was talking to to some of our teachers this week about this idea. We know that one of the goals, and it's such a overused word, so I, I almost lose its meaning, one of our goals, our spiritual goals, is to become a more loving person. Mm-hmm. To be able to give more love, to bring more love into the world. And sometimes of course where we, we we can be honest with ourselves say yeah I'm just not accomplishing that right sometimes we could say well I'm doing it to the best of my ability right what we're actually saying is that I'm doing that to the limits of my current ability mm-hmm. the idea that my capacity to love my capacity for wisdom my capacity to help all that is only limited right now but that my, belief and my goal is to actually ever increase my capacity to love, ever increase my capacity to grow, ever increase my capacity for wisdom, for instance. When you live with intention, you actually open yourself up to be able to increase your capacity in all the areas that you're questioning. And that's why, and again, this ties in very much to the podcast of last week, we talked about the assistance that that is around us you know, and, and there there's words that I use in these teachings that speak about the fact that there is wisdom looking for me. There is wisdom that is looking for you, that you need. But if you are not living with intention and questioning yourself about whatever wisdom you have, whatever understanding you have, that is not going to find you. There are blessings that are looking for me, blessings that are looking for you and for every one of our listeners. But if you are not living with curiosity and with intention, it won't find you. And I think that is such a beautifully and, and inspiring idea that that through intention... Through questioning, through curiosity, you—that is how you open yourself up to become to have greater capacity in all the important parts of your life. A great—and for me, that's so exciting to know that you know tomorrow and next week and next month I can actually not just give as much love as I can, but actually get to a, a new level and capacity to give and experience love, wisdom, blessings, all of those things. That's so exciting to know that it's not just, oh, I'm doing my best. No, the best that you are, even if you did your best, that's still relatively limited. A big part of our purpose in this life is to endlessly increase our capacity. Our capacity to care, our capacity to love, our capacity for wisdom, our capacity for blessings.
0: And that's really interesting, because as you were speaking, I was thinking, for a lot of people, I think people ask questions, but the... The place where they maybe make a mistake is that they ask it externally. Like I remember when our kids was um, turned like around 17, 16, was always asking, what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of life over and over again, right? And for me, it was just a funny question because it's like, well, that's, you need to discover that, right? And I think that people ask questions of maybe their therapist or different people asking externally, like, I want things to change. I want a better thing. How can I make that happen? How can my life be better? Instead of, You know, what can I do differently? You know, where are my thoughts rooted? How do I invest my energy? And I think that it's a a fundamental difference and a necessary one that in asking questions and being curious, it's something that you have to activate within yourself and do that daily. And of course, it's fine to get feedback and to get help and guidance and assistance. But that exchange, that daily thing that has to be done has to come from somewhere deep within you, from a curiosity and a desire and a love for yourself. Because at the end of the day, for you to arrive in that place that you want to and to get to the space of intention, it really has to start with that, you know, and I think about this with our youngest child, like that curiosity. I mean, she's asking questions all day, every day. And not just that, after she asks the questions, then she internalizes it. And then she asks herself, well, what can I be doing differently? Because I want that, right? And I think sometimes, again, for many reasons, we get lost in that space. It's
1: funny as you were saying exactly. I, I think most of us, if not all of us, were curious when we were young because there was so much we didn't know.
0: And we knew that everything was new to us.
1: Right. But then as we get older, unfortunately, the ego convinces us. I know a lot of what is already need. there's nothing new out there yes. to discover. Yes, but in reality, what we're saying is that even within ourselves, there is so much depth and 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 potential. Unless you're asking all the time, you're never going to be able to reveal it. And that's why it's interesting that the other word that as I was uh, thinking about this idea, uh, and again, as, as I, I, I quote him a lot, and as you know, one of my favorite kabbalists, the Ramchal, he uses a phrase. He says. All the great spiritual giants of history achieved their greatness because of what he calls hitboninut. Right? That that, that idea of really looking, and to your point, that it needs to be internal. That they looked inside and questioned, and questioned their intention, and making sure that their intention is right. And again, he says that if you want to achieve your highest potential, you need to take an hour a day to question. Everything to to set your intention about all, all areas of our lives, and again, it might be uh, a lot to ask from 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 our listeners, but for sure, if you want to,
0: well, least start somewhere. Absolutely, it, you if, if you if
1: it. you want to really manifest the unbelievable potential that you have, if you, if you want to discover the thing, and you know, it's funny, I think I said this, shared this to you, and I've shared this on the podcast as well. That one of the things that that I love about you is that you oh, know, i never yeah, this before. <laughs> that I'm always discovering something <laughs> new, right? And that's the idea. I think also even too often people who are together for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, they think, well, I know everything there is to know about my my wife, my husband, my spouse. And in reality, of course not. And especially, by the way, if, if both of you are, are trying to discover new things about yourself and questioning and and, and 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 creating intention, in new intention, hopefully all the time. But again, this is the foundation of each one of us achieving what we came to this world. One thing is for sure. If you are not doing this, if you are not being curious, setting intention, questioning your intention, the chances of actually achieving your potential, I wouldn't want to say impossible, but certainly greatly, greatly limited.
0: What I love about this topic, too, is that I think often people think like, oh, you know, it is just... I can't figure it out. I'm asking for an answer. I don't know the way. This is a really, it's a big shift. It's its a simple one though. If, if you can really shift where your thoughts are, how you view things, how what your, your guiding um, force is each day. You know, you wake up in the morning with what thought? You go to sleep with what thought? How are you spending the time in between in each day? Like everything can shift in a heartbeat. And um Want...
1: No, just say one more thing. Sorry, but is that there's actually a, a very powerful teaching? They say that your first thought of the day is the one that's going to lead really the day, right? lead the day, create the day. So, and this is a very, thing, very uh, a powerful tool just for every one of our listeners. Starting tomorrow, make sure that your first thought. Forget about you know you deal with problems. You know, ten minutes later, your first thought is one with intention. And one that is positive, because your day, both uh, consciously and unconsciously, will be created by the first thought, first intention that you have every single day.
0: And so interesting. Some and, people I, wake yeah. up and they're like, you know, oh my god, not another day, or I wish it was Friday, or oh, it's Monday. And
1: and, and yeah, I, I, I know you want to share something. Just one more quick, quickly. No, Last night we we were at a wedding, and I often get asked the question: you know, what is what should the the bride and groom be thinking about under the the, the wedding canopy? Um, and this is true And the Zohar, the foundational text of Kabbalah makes it clear, the first thought in everything, even the first thought you have when you conceive a child, the first thought that you have at the wedding, the first thought that you have when your child is born, they are so important, again. Yeah. The first intention, always, very powerful, the first intention you have when you coming into a new home, the first intention you have when you are starting a new business, that is so important. Because whether you, you will see it or not, consciously or unconsciously, that first intention sets everything up to follow. So, back to, to our daily routine, certainly we have to make sure, and again, I ask our listeners, hopefully everything we have said is something they will take to, to mind, and really start living with intention, curiosity. But, but make sure, the very practical thing you can do tomorrow, when you wake up in the morning, make sure your first intention is one that is positive, and one that is really quite what do I want to do today? Not just the actions, but who do I want to be today?
0: It's funny too, because often when couples are um thinking about breaking up or or maybe one of the partners is, I always ask the question, like, because they say, you know, this is not what I thought it would be. I don't know why I married this person. And I always ask, well, what did you think it was gonna be? What was your intention? in finding this partner and in deciding to get married to them. And at that point, usually they rewrite history like, Oh, I don't know. I never loved them. I don't know what I was thinking. The wedding was the worst event. Like they remember the worst parts of everything. I'm like, how was the wedding? Oh, his mother, blah, blah, blah. And it was raining when reality, you know, you look back at pictures and they certainly look very happy.
1: But but I think to the point of this podcast, very often they People were not no, questioning, being a curious, percent. having a real intention about their marriage.
0: They kind of stumbled into it, or, or parts of it worked in their mind, and the rest they thought would would eventually come around. But yeah, the power of intentions is powerful. Um, but the question we did get from a listener, I liked this question a lot, is what is the difference between a goal and an intention, and how do you define each? Right. So the way I see it is a goal can be a trap, and I, stay with me for a sec, because they create tunnel vision. We're working towards very a very specific outcome, and we imagine that it's going to make us happy. And when we become fixated on that outcome, right, instead of going through the process and being flexible and being creative, being curious, and eventually our energy becomes about the uh, the end goal. And if you achieve the goal, then great. If not, then you are a failure. So, it then takes you, there is nothing that is very opposite than living with intention. Goals say, I have to do it. I can't believe I have not achieved this yet. And they create a sense of pressure and guilt and diminish our inspiration. Intention, on the other hand, is a completely different energy. It is a different force. Intention is more about being, as we said, than doing. If we can look at a list of our goals, like getting a promotion, losing weight, running a marathon, and ask who we need to be in order to achieve them, then we're working with the energy of intention. So if our goal is to run a marathon, then we can set an intention to do strength exercises, be positive, be dedicated, and there's no guilt in that process of intentions because it's always in flux. And then the other question that's related to that is when or for what purpose is it valuable then to set a goal? right? Because we do need them. So it's valuable once you've identified your intention. So the intention has to come before the goal. Meaning that you decide what you want, and you release all the other things that are not serving you, right? Then you can set goals of when you're going to get there, how you're going to get there, and they're measured. That was a good question. Yeah,
1: interesting. What I would say is, is that intention, for the most part, makes everything that you do purposeful Mm -hmm. even if the goal is not achieved right so for example let's say your your goal is to build a successful business but your intention is to help your employees your intention is to become a better leader
0: to learn a lot along the way
1: right so then you if you're living with intention you'll never fail becoming those things you might fail or might not be succeed or or be successful and succeed or fail at the ultimate goal, but if you've had an intention throughout, there was you were successful with the intention regardless of where the goal was achieved. And I think even the marathon is such a good, good example. If the purpose that's a person decides he he or she wants to run a marathon, I've never done this, you've done this, but they want to become healthier, right? Or they want to be you know, or they want to uh, build stamina, or they want what right? So those intentions. And even if the person never finishes the marathon or never even runs a marathon for whatever reason, intention. I think that's one of the great ways to separate in our own mind the difference between goals and intention.
0: I'm just laughing because as a very competitive. Athlete, yeah, it would bother me if I didn't finish the marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, of course, and of course. Uh, yeah.
1: and, if, and if a person's trying to build a business and he or she but you would it, still learn course, a lot. Of disappointed along that the goal way. wasn't true. You know, achieved. you
0: get stronger. Exactly. You'd know that you maybe could run 15 miles. You've, like, it was before you could only run one. Maybe eventually later you a thousand percent. But for of the example, and, and,
1: and again, even, even with. Uh, I think parenting is a very uh, er, a very important area where this becomes clear is that, you know, my intention as a parent is to to become more loving, more caring, to guide in whatever ways they can, to share wisdom. Now, uh, I I would hate to use our kids as an example, but if somebody's kids... I think they are used to it. No, 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 I was going to say that was something negative. Like, If, at the end of the day, the the, the children do not wind up being great children, I still grew from that. And I think that is such an important... And uh, Conversely, even if a person raises amazing or has lucky enough to have amazing kids, and he or she was not intentional in in the parenting. Oh, by the way, I know a lot of kids with terrible parents, right? So it happens. But but the but you the parent didn't grow from it, didn't become something better from it. So I think it's so important that really the one of the one of the ultimate benefits of living with intention is that you're constantly growing. And again, goals, of course, important, and, and sometimes they we fail, and sometimes we succeed. But if you're living with intention, you're always growing. So um, I have one question for you. Well, there is one other thing so okay. I'm
0: really excited about this idea, and I feel like if right. I don't sure, share it now, then I'm You'll not sure where we're going to fit it in. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't work. But about I can that. save it for next week if you want.
1: We have many, many more years of podcasts, but it's your, it's your decision. Well,
0: I just think this is a really good one because it helped me a lot. Is um, I want our listeners to be successful in this, obviously, and it's the idea of that you shouldn't say your goals out loud. You should not. You should not. And it's important to keep them to yourself. So Derek Sivers says, you shouldn't announce your goals. I mean, you would think that you should so your friends can support you, right? Like I'm saying, they're like, yes, you can do it. Let's say you want to run a marathon, right? And you're well, let's say you want this-
1: to lose weight because I know there is some psychological benefit, right? Yes. Of uh, being accountable.
0: Yes, okay. but yeah, I mean, even the law of attraction says you should state your intentions, right? But this is what the problem is. There was a test done in 1933 that showed that people who talk about their intentions are less likely to make them happen. Interesting. They announce their plans, Um, and when you do that, it satisfies your self-identity just enough that you are less motivated to do the hard hard work you need. So, I just thought that was like a really cool idea, Um, and why it works, yes, because Mr. Mailer found that if a person announced the solution to a problem and was acknowledged by others, it is how the brain now understands social reality. It's as if you have the solution to something before you actually achieve it. I
1: say that again, you understand.
0: So he acknowledged that it was now in the brain... part as, of the study, that
1: 1933 yeah. like
0: study? So when you would say it, you would announce a, what you want to do, right? I'm going to
1: lose 10 pounds.
0: It's now in the brain as a social reality. Like your brain understands that you've already done it to some extent. Really? it's interesting. And even if you haven't achieved it. So there's something that's actually happening on a mental level that we cannot control. And then further, in... The New York City professor, a How you, know, you
1: know, they did those studies, or
0: well, here's one okay. study. He took four different tests on a group of sixty-three people, and found that those who kept their intentions private were more likely to achieve them than those who made them public and were acknowledged by others. He explains that once we've told people our intentions, it gives us a premature sorry a premature sense of completeness. This is because as human beings, we have identity symbols in our brain that create our self-image. The brain cannot discern the difference between words and actions because both create a similar symbol. Mm -hmm. This is why talking feels like an accomplishment. So don't fool yourself in replacing talk for action.
1: Interesting. That's I think very it's interesting. really interesting. That's why I and, wanted to share. And, and what, yeah, what were you gonna
0: say No, that's why I wanted to share it because I think that people are like, well, I intend to do this, whatever. And then we start talking about it, right? And our brain thinks we did this on some level, and then we're not actually motivated to complete it.
1: It's funny because I know we, you know, you, you meet people who are not very meticulous with their words, right? And they say, Oh, I'm gonna do this for you, I'm gonna do that for you, right? You know, you know,
0: they never do and, it. And and often
1: <laughs> you know, they rather unfortunately, I think sad for them more than anybody else. That they are the type of people, oh, he said it, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he he never, he or she never, you know, never comes through. And it always, it always surprised me. Like, like you would think somebody after, wouldn't they realize that, you know, I I told this person I was going to help him, I don't. Like why? Why would you say it again the next time? And the next time people do that, it probably is related in some way to this. That, also, that, I think
0: it's connected. To what's the intention? Are they doing it because they're getting they're getting an energy yeah, by saying yeah. it right? Yeah, it's and cra- it feels it's, real. Yeah. Yes,
1: but it's crazy, right? Then uh, that that there are unfortunately a lot of people who do that who who you know, are very big with their words and and then. Uh, And consistently, right? Consistently, and just don't follow follow up with action. Um, So, I think it's probably probably related to that. The only thing I would say is, but I do know that there is some uh, psychological benefit to having a a support. of, of other people when you are trying to achieve certain goals.
0: Yes, but that's, yeah. that is because they help you be accountable, and right. that is different. Right. That is like if you have already set this plan in motion, you tell your friend, let us meet at the gym at 6 o'clock every Thursday, or let us have a call every Friday, and we talk about how much we worked out during the week individually, that is different, because now you have asked somebody to hold you accountable, and but you are already doing the right. action. And right. that is why when I start new projects, I know that when I keep them to myself before, before I announce it, I actually feel more excited about it. I feel more creative, I am getting ideas. As soon as I start talking about it too much, I actually work less on it.
1: Interesting. And I think it relates to what you were saying before, which is that the real purpose of having an intention is for you to be able to to grow. If you get energy out of other people being excited for you or whatever that energy you get, a person gets is, that's against the real purpose of intention, which is should be as a way of developing and growing ourselves. Yeah. So, my question to you is, can you recall a time in the relatively uh, recent past, where uh, you caught yourself either with doing something without intention, or with the wrong intention?
0: The wrong intention.
1: Or without intention.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it happened around New Year's, where I found myself in a, I found myself not so excited about doing things that I used to find exciting that are rewarding usually, and the conclusion I came to is that I started to become more focused on what was expected of me and what people wanted from me rather than what I intended to put out in the world and in the universe, and I I really felt. I did not like that feeling and I also realized that you know it's something I'd already learned so it was interesting how I fell into the trap again there's always going to be expectations of you from people you know desires what they want from you what they think you should be doing and normally I don't fall prey to that but I think I had additional responsibility from different people that I hadn't before and I really wanted to hear them but and that was my intention but I I got lost in what do they want from me versus what I want to give them. Does that answer your question?
1: Yeah. How did you change that?
0: So once I understood that that was what was making me unhappy, I just had a talk with myself, and um, those are the
1: most important ones.
0: Yeah, and I just said, look, Monica, people exactly what I just said to you. People are going to expect things from you. What is it? What kind of relationship do you want to cultivate with them? What is it that you think you can offer them from the from the truest parts of yourself? And then I'm going to go ahead and do that. And I decided not to. I drowned out the rest of that noise. And once I just adjusted it in my head, and I was clear about it, then it, then it, I just I pushed reset.
1: Nice. It, it relates to something that, that uh, we're talking earlier. The fact that one of the probably most important reasons to be curious, to question, to 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 ask what is my intention, not so much to learn new things often it is to really reconnect to things that we already know to be true. Mm-hmm. That in, in the flow of life, or living in this upside-down world, we lose often focus, unless we are re-asking, reawakening our intention of all the important things that we already know.
0: It is so interesting, so as you are speaking, and it is related to the question you asked me, I think that um, I sometimes feel like I get off kilter when new things are added to my plate, and, I'm, and I do not let go of other things, like I have different responsibilities, so every time there's a new even if it was like having another child or any newness that was now created I especially in those moments I pause and I and I stop and say okay I'm not going to just naturally move on with life with this added thing in my life what now is my intention with this new responsibility or this new experience or this new tri- whatever it is and from that space I'm it really helps me define and be clear about where I want to go you know, even with having another child, so what What was my intention of bringing this child in the world? Instead of focusing on like, oh my God, there's a little bit of chaos in the house now, or oh my God, this is another responsibility. Instead of focusing on, again, that external pressure or energy or expectation, I stop and say, okay, I want these things, I've wanted them, I've asked for it, I'm inviting it in my life, I'm accepting it. So what is my intention with that experience with all of these people in the situations? And then then I then I feel like, okay, I'm clear and then I don't feel the pressure anymore. I think those moments actually come. we've talked about this life quakes, they come to really make you stop and pause and say, okay, wait a second, I'm not going to just collect things in life. I'm not going to just collect even more responsibility. If I want to accept it and I'm clear about it, what is my intention with it?
1: They're very important. Very important. Yeah. There is actually a whole bunch of things that that relate to that, right? That idea that whenever something changes in our lives, certainly the important things, it could be positive, or sometimes it could be challenges, or loss, you are never the same person after. Mm -hmm. And, And that means that the only choice that you have with intention is to become a better person, or fall from whoever you were, there is no possibility to stay the same person when something significant new comes into your life, be it positive or 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 a challenge or even loss. And that understanding, and that that's why again, intention, curiosity, questioning okay. is so important.
0: And talking to yourself, really. I yeah. mean, besides you, and uh, if I, I really created this becoming my own best friend to have those really those. Hard conversations, those honest conversations, those so you can really hear the truths. Your soul knows everything. Everything is there. So and I if actually you stop and question, have to take the time. Yeah.
1: Great. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to share an email that we got. Uh,
0: I'll be surprised. You never sh- I didn't see it before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so um, see how
0: much I trust you. Uh, thank you. I'm yeah, sorry to hear that. That's
1: sure. <laughs> uh, thank you, Monica and Michael. This is from one of our listeners, uh, Carolina, from Colombia. Uh, thank you, Monica and Michael. I've wanted to write this email for some time now, I, but though I was always hesitant. By the way, to all of our listeners, we love getting your email, so please make sure, you're, even if, if you're ever hesitant, if you're not sure, please make sure to write us and share with us, again, questions and certainly stories at Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com.
0: Are you plugging it early? Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, with all the world in turmoil, I got driven and almost addicted to the news, uh, as it wasn't before. Because of my spiritual beliefs, I didn't like to watch any kind of negative information, but through Kabbalah, I understood that everything is from the light and holds a perfect plan, even through chaos. But going on with my experience, I grew up in an angry family, and I live in a violent country, Colombia. Until this lesson... I wasn't aware of how much judgment and resentment I was holding. Suddenly, I was studying and I was crying because of the inequity in the things that I see in the news. And as I finished my study, I listened to your podcast. You were just talking and I was crying, listening to the different times Monica went through challenges and about how Michael backed up his teachings with science. It helped me understand that all the social leaders that are killed in this country in the last couple of years are just messengers, and their message is stronger than themselves. And for me, I could see clearly that I grew up in an angry and abusive family. So today, I have a stable relationship with my husband. And it gives me the humility to recognize when I am not being my best self in the relationship. I also realize that I went through all the tough moments in my life, with the help of all of my guides and angels, that they have always been present right at my side. Thank you so much, because you have been a great companion to these crazy times. Thank you for your books, your knowledge, and all the change in consciousness you are making. Listening to the complex teachings in more approachable, real-life ways is so helpful. Lots of love and light, Carolina. I love that. Yeah. As I, you know, I say this every time, but it is true to all of our listeners. It uh, inspires us, Monica and myself, to hear from you how this podcast is helping you. Any wisdom that you receive from it, Please make sure to send in all of your stories. Do not be hesitant. All of your stories, all of your questions, anything you want to share to Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com. We'd love to hear from you. We try to share as much as we can of your stories, of your emails, of your questions through our podcasts. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you get some wisdom and light from it, make sure you share it forward on Apple Podcasts give it five-star reviews, write a review. By the way, I read the reviews. I really enjoy them. <laughs> and um, share either you know with your friends and family from Apple, from Spotify, on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you are uh, uh, receiving this wisdom. And again, by the way, I really believe that the more you share the podcast with other people, the more you will get from it. And it also certainly um, inspires Monica and I to keep hearing from all of our listeners. So again, thank you, uh, Carolina, for sharing your story. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening. And please make sure to send in questions, stories, comments, and more to Monica and Michael at Cabal.com. And as always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it.
0: Bye.